0: Art Podcast Creativity in the Workplace Hello friend this is Timothy Kimo O'Brien your head instigator at Create Art Podcast where I have over 20 years of experience in the arts from multiple disciplines My passion is to teach others how to unlock their creativity and experience the joy that art can give each and every one of us Today I'd like to talk about using creativity in the workplace. You know what? Better than that, how creativity in the workplace will cause the right people to notice you and possibly further your career or push you towards living your dreams and creating your own company based on your passion. Right now, if you look around, we're in a a pretty good place. Employment is plentiful. People can get jobs if they, if they want to. But it's employment and not enjoyment. Now, many of us, and I'm going to include myself in this, have worked or are currently working jobs that they feel provide no outlet for, for creativity. And there's no love for those kind of jobs. I've had them in the past. And there's no love lost. It was a job. It got me from one step to the other. Many times, creativity is looked down upon because it's hard to prove. It's hard to measure. Others, either they can't see or they don't want to see the monetary benefits of allowing somebody to be creative in the workplace. But if we really explore how to use creativity in our current positions, we can possibly kill two birds with one stone here. We can bring new ideas into the workplace. And we can satisfy your need to be creative. The very fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me a couple of things. It tells me that you're not satisfied where you're at right now. You may enjoy your job, but you know things could be better. And I'm glad you decided to listen today, and I know you will get some good ideas to bring to your boss or board member to improve your current situation. Now, you can join me in this conversation by reaching out to me through email, tim at createartpodcast.com. Instagram, Facebook groups, I have those, at Podcast. I've got a Twitter account, at createartpod. Twitter wouldn't let me put the cast on there, so it's createartpod. Or you can leave a comment at the website, createartpodcast.com. Now, I do run this through Podbean, so I do have a Podbean uh, website that you can go to, createartpodcast.podbean.com. And while I'm uh, at the time of this recording, um, it's the last day of February of 2020, uh, February 29th, because it's a leap year, um, I'm still getting the website, uh, the actual website up and running. So you can go to either one of those websites. I'll keep them both open for you. Now, I would love to have you on the show and dive deeper with you. I'd like to know what you're doing to bring creativity to your worksite. This episode may be the one that you bring to your boss to back up your ideas. If so, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Now, in my office, before I switched jobs to where I'm currently at, I brought some of my artwork that I had created through the old podcast, you know, K-D-O-I, Podcasting, Chemo's Den of Iniquity. Now, I had the string drawings, the string paintings in there, and a lot of people really uh, took a shine to those. Book clocks, oh my God, everybody wanted a book clock by the time I left. And uh, I had coffee mugs with uh, episode show art on it. Folks, a lot of you didn't know I did mugs that had the show art on it. That's okay, you'll know this time. We'll get that all set up for you. So I I had that all in there and also um what I would do is I would have a podcast playing in the background. Now my clients and the coworkers they come, you know, they came by, they commented on the works, you know, the the uh, the paintings, the book clocks all the time. Uh they really enjoyed that. And Sometimes I would play my own podcast. They could hear me in the background and they'd be like, oh, hey, that's stereo. That's stereo, Tim. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Um, But I would play other podcasts that I thought that they would enjoy that would really ring out to them. Now, why did I do that? Well, initially, I didn't. Uh, You know, for a few years, I was just kind of kept to myself, did my job, you know, made my name known for the things that I did in the in the workplace. But I got tired of that after a while. I was like, you know what? I'm doing all this art stuff. Let's bring it into work. So after I did that, everybody knew me as an artist besides my job title. My job title was transition coordinator. How, how boring is that? Okay. In fact, in some instances, my art was more important to my clients than my job title. Now, these objects sparked conversations, conversations about alternatives to income, because my clients, they were losing their jobs due to an injury. Whether it be through their fault or not through their fault, it doesn't matter. They're losing their jobs, and they're losing their ability to provide for their families, and they've got to find a new way to do that. After being in the job for 10, 15, 20 years of doing the same job, you know, saying that that's scary is an understatement. It's frightening. It's earth-shattering. And they needed to have some sort of hope. Now, did they ever get to see my paintings that looked like a four-year-old on crack made them? Heck no! Okay? It wasn't for them. Thank you, Seth Godin, for that. But it wasn't for them. And if you are not aware, or you don't know who Seth Godin is, or you don't know... Where that phrase comes from, I'm going to recommend that you go ahead and read um, This is Marketing by Seth Godin's great book. He's got a lot of other great books. Go get them on YouTube. He's got a great blog. You just go and Google and type in Seth, you'll be hooked up with his blog. It's another way to bring creativity into your workplace. So I left the old job, starting up at the new job. Now, this is with the federal government. And the federal government is not knowing for being very open to creativity. So I bet you you can imagine my surprise when I was told to be as creative as I dared to be in my new job. Now, right now, as I'm recording this, February 29th of 2020, I'm working as a program manager for the Volunteer Community Service Program. Now, this program hasn't been touched since 2016. So we're looking at about four years. Three and a half, four years. I was given a blank slate, and I was told to make the SharePoint site engage fellow employees and agency heads. I haven't re- I've used SharePoint as a user. I haven't used SharePoint as a creator. Oof. Now the SharePoint site that was there was in shambles. Links were broken. The, uh there's nothing that grabbed anyone's attention. The logos there were just like, really? Okay. The stuff, it just didn't make sense. It just totally didn't make sense. So my logical side of my brain started kicking in overdrive. How do we do that? So you know what? I took the task of creating something out of almost nothing. It's It was worse than, worse than nothing. It was a bunch of junk. And I had to sort through it. And even to this day, I'm still sorting through it. But I had to sort through all this stuff. I almost wish I would have started with absolutely nothing, but um, that's okay. We had some stuff that we could polish up, reform, and make into something new. Now I'm gonna—I'm as you can tell—I'm not the most talented at making SharePoint sites. Okay, I'm working on WordPress sites. It's a whole other uh, whole other language there. But one—the first thing I did is I looked at the other sites, and I saw that in our branch, there's no consistent themes. Also, I thought, you know, hey, if I was a visitor to the site, what would I need to see in as few clicks as possible? So that way I can get on with my day. You know, getting our mindset correct is vital to letting that creativity flow. Looking at it from a visitor, not from the creator, but from the observer or the visitor of that is a creative way to find the flaws in it. Looking at other volunteer sites that seemed intuitive, I based my design on those sites. Yes, folks, stealing ideas is a good thing. All right. Just make sure you give credit where credit is due. And there is a book out there about stealing art. And go ahead and read that book. It's a really great book. But it gives you permission to, you know, go ahead and, and steal art. Just make sure you're giving credit where credit is due. So in about a week, I had a mock up, presented it, got some good notes, revised, put forth another mock up, received some more good notes, put up a third mock up. And one thing that helped me was I wasn't necessarily married to my ideas. You know, if we're totally inflexible, if we get this holier-than-thou, oh, it must be like this, otherwise it's going to be no good. You know what? The boss, they're going to be inflexible as well. Get them in on the design process early and guide them in, their, in the language on what they want to accomplish. Within two weeks, we had enough of a mock-up to send it to a contractor to get it implemented. Now, I also offered to learn SharePoint on my own time to maintain this site. and You know, what? by taking that extra step and offering more value that, than what was originally promised helped get my ideas approved. Now, as a side note, I wanted to make it purposely not finished so we could add more features later. You know, I, I want to make sure that we hit the high dollar items, you know, the items that the boss has to have in it. And then leave room for growth. Because you know what? I geek out sometimes. I did learn about this agile projects thing and how they work in iterations. And you get the main stuff knocked out. But then you continually improve upon the idea. The podge- The project never really is done. It's always in a state of improvement. But you know what? We'll talk about that more in future episodes, I'm sure. But, yeah, this whole thing of Agile, of doing everything in iterations, not too bad. You know, the whole Six Sigma kind of thing, project management kind of thing. Give it a shot for yourself. Even if you're not a project manager, read through that stuff. Because you might be assigned a project. You never know. So be ready for it. Some of the reasons I was hired into this job was that the agency was looking on how to use podcasting to get their message about to employees about all their sport programs. Well, you've listened to this podcast and KDOI Podcasting, so it was a natural fit to sell them on the idea on how easy it is to put a podcast together and how hard it is to put a good-sounding and engaging podcast In a future episode and in the monthly meetups that I help run locally here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, I'm going to discuss pitching podcasts at work and turning that into your job just like I did. It is my hope to do this talk live at IndiePodCon in September of 2020 in New Jersey. Hey, Super Joe. But you know what? Back to putting art into your job. The big thing is having that talk with the co-workers and your boss about what is needed for for creativity in the workplace and how you imagine injecting it into your office. Now, there's a few articles on this topic that I'm going to share with you. That way, you can speak the language of your business. Naturally, links will be in the show notes. The first article is titled, The Importance of Creativity in the Workplace. By Eric Wall. It's on allbusiness.com. Great title for it. The importance of creativity in the workplace. Fits in with this episode really nicely, doesn't it? Now he starts off by uh, discussing how the workplace is not the usual place most people think about being creative. Lord knows I usually I, I didn't until I got this job. Think about your workplace, okay? Envision it if you would, please. Most of us do not work for a company that thrives on creativity. All right, we're not at Disney, we're not at Pixar. If you are at Disney and at Pixar, let me know. But if we inject creativity in certain situations, and if we inject creativity into the solutions that we provide, we can exercise that muscle. Now, Eric reminds us that creativity requires us to take risks. And I really like that idea because if you show your boldness and take those risks, you're going to stand head and shoulders above your coworkers. You know, we're going to be that person that always has an idea and the boss may give us more leeway. You know, where the fear comes in for most of us that we're going to make a mistake. And yes, guess what? We are going to make mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes are when we come up with a better solution. Most people will not speak up when asked for ideas. But if you do, you're going to get notice for having an idea and are brave enough to voice it when there are no other ideas. Then yours might just go ahead and get a shot, especially if there's no other ideas on the table. You know, the boss is going to go, all right, Tim, well, you're the only one that's talking in this meeting. There you go. We're gonna go with this idea. Anyone have any objections? And a lot of people are gonna sit there, and you may lose some friends with with the coworkers because they're gonna be like, oh, well, Tim's always gotten an idea up his sleeve. Well, yeah, Tim always does have an idea up his sleeve because Tim is creative. Tim researches, Tim is bold, Tim is fearless, but Tim is also gonna, you know, have your back. Tim is also gonna put in the extra hours. Tim is also going to be there when you need an extra hand. They also know that as well. If they're not bold enough to come up with the idea, or if they're not bold enough to present the idea, that's on them. You can't control them. Another benefit that Eric brings up in his article is that we can take the drudgery away from the typical 9 to 5. Now me, I'm a 7 to 3.30 guy, and I have an hour and a half commute each way, each day. So... I'm on the train for three hours. I'm at work for eight hours, eight and a half hours. You know, do we really want to daydream about the weekend? You know, why not make that workplace enjoyable? You know, it, it usually helps make the time go by a lot faster. And with the ideas that you're providing and the attention that you draw to yourself, people will get to know you soon enough and you may be leading a team before you even know it. At that point, you are controlling your destiny. You are controlling what happens to you at work. So come up with those ideas. Inject that creativity. Brighten up that workplace. And people will notice you. Now let's get back to why Eric uh, believes, and so do I, that creativity is important. Now he posits that uh, flexing that creative muscle allows you to solve problems. And I know in my job, we have constant issues that need solutions. And I really enjoy solving them no matter what they are. Now, how many of you like doing crossword puzzles or Sudoku? Okay, if you do, you got that natural tendency to fix something that we view as wrong or a problem, or an opportunity, Hmm. an opportunity to flex your creative muscle. Since you are building confidence on your own abilities and your boss is seeing that you're at least willing to give it a shot, you're going to open up more opportunities for advancement or in creating a better work environment. So if you're looking to go up that ladder, that's the best way to let your boss know that you're looking to go up that ladder. If you're just trying to Make the if you're like, you know what, Tim, I'm gonna stay right where I'm at till I retire. I'm fine with it, but I'm gonna do my art on the side. Okay, that's fine, but bring a little bit of that art into the workplace because if you've got 10 years to go till retirement, that can be a long 10 years, my friend. So bring some pictures, bring some art, bring a book clock. My god, bring a book clock. There you go. Instead of you know, when you're doing the holiday gift exchange, instead of going for a gift card, find out. What book they're like, make a clock out of it. Another point that Eric brings up is that um, even in failure, we learn something. Now, I'm not a big fan of failing myself. Um, I Failing can cost you your job. But hey, not taking risks, not speaking up. Well, when the hard times come out and people are let go, you're just going to be another face in the crowd. If we examine why we failed and then we put into practice the things that we learned, so that way we don't go down the same path, that helps us to reduce the mistakes that we will make on future projects because we're always learning. Now, Eric provides some sage advice to managers in this article too. Print this out and take it to your boss if they're hesitant. He discusses four main creative uh, strengths, which is fluency, flexibility, Opera, elaboration and originality. If you and your team can muster these points, there isn't a problem you cannot solve. You know, fluency is being able to provide multiple solutions, because you truly understand the problem. Flexibility means that you're not married to only one solution, you can take ideas from multiple sources that will enhance your results. Elaboration is being able to provide some details and some perspective that give you more insight. And lastly, originality is not being, able, not being afraid to come up with off-the-wall ideas. Combining all these strengths takes you and your team into powerhouse mode. Give this to your boss and see if they're open to it. You might be surprised. Don't forget to look at the article yourself, okay? (laughs) Don't forget. It's a good article. Check it out. Michael Schneider in Inc. Magazine published an article discussing how taking three steps, a manager can make a more creative workplace. Now, this is for the managers out there, okay? No matter what business you're in, new ideas are always needed. Think about it. New ideas. Think about what you're doing right now for your job. Have you been doing it the same way for 20 years? Very few jobs are like that. Now, if you've got competitors, which we all do, thanks to the World Wide Web, that's a good thing. You want to stay ahead of that pack. Now, if your business uh, culture is aiming at the early adopters of technology or, you know, you need to, uh, you want them to be the first, you don't want to be the one that creates a VCR that never blinks you know, noon. The three steps Michael talks about have increased risk taking, collaboration and connection. And lastly, having a shared vision, but allowing autonomy in the workplace. Now, let's look at risk taking for a minute. Now, some of you will say, hey, but taking a risk can mean the end of my job or the work group. Yep, that's true. It can mean that. And if you fail to learn from your failures, and you have more bust versus more success, then yes, risk-taking, you're going to lose your job. But risk-taking does not mean blindly trying something out. Research it as much as possible, as quickly as possible. and Be purposeful of it. And then that will lead it to be successful. Now, I've seen many artists just try something new just because it's new and not really invest themselves in learning the process or putting, and then putting their spin on it. Hell, I'm guilty of it too. You know, how many unfinished projects and tools do I have around my studio that I promise myself I'll get back to someday? You know, we take risks every day, but they are small risks, like going to work or taking a shower. If we can put more risk taking in our job, and in our art, we may be surprised with results and have more hits than failures. But that doesn't excuse us from not researching as much as we can, as quickly as we can, as effectively as we can. So I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy. The next idea is connection and collaboration. Now, none of us live in a vacuum. You know, no man is an island. You've heard that a million times, okay? And yet, how many artists do you connect with locally? Hey, I'm guilty of this. Guys, I'm guilty, all right? If I'm going to point the finger at you, I've got three-pointed right back at me. I'm, I'm guilty of not being in public as much as I can be, as much as I would like to be. And I do use the excuse of family and commuting to not be able to connect. I, I say that very lightly. Yes, family time is important. And yes, my commute time is important because it gets me to my job. It allows me to do the things that I do in my off time. Okay. Work is important. Family is important. But you can also make it a priority to carve out some time to make those connections locally. Anytime we are with other creative types, we definitely need to reach out to them, be inspired by them create with them. Now, I've left many chances at the table that I do regret. We have something called First Fridays here in Fredericksburg. It's where the galleries open up and people come through uh, in the evening. It's a popular thing in many areas around the country, you know. Give it a whirl for yourself. If you've got something like that, do that. Go talk with your fellow artists that are in those studios. Don't be jealous of them because they have a studio. Support them. Go out there and talk to them and ask them how they did their stuff and you know how they' you know how they get along in the world or whatnot. But look for the art, look for the opportunity to cross promote with them. There's art consoles, no matter what your medium, okay? There's, there's gr- groups in your local community that are promoting the arts, all the arts. You should invest in your community and join. I'm going to challenge you in this episode to reach out to one artist. Hey, if it's, if it's me, that's fine. I'm an artist. Make the connection and see how you can collaborate. See, I'm making it easy for you, okay? Just one, and it can be me. The benefits of this collaboration are unknown, And they are a risk. But if you don't try them, you're going to fail 100% of the time. The last idea is having a shared vision but allowing autonomy. So when you take that risk and collaborate with other artists, try to find the places where you agree, but make sure you're putting your own spin on it. My collaborations with Kyle Bondo of Gagropod Studios. It's a perfect example. We're both podcasters. We work for the same agency. We even put a, together a podcast called Podrect, where we help podcasters survive their podcast. And he's got the skills that I don't have, like building websites. And he's got a, uh, he'll he'll throw caution to the wind on projects that he wants to do. He's got a lot of ideas about uh, projects he wants to do. Now, me, I've got an art background. Uh, I've got the networking chops. I also try to keep us grounded and on topic. Okay, I'm the artist. And I'm keeping us grounded and on topic. It's kind of backwards, but it works for us. It's a great marriage. Because we complement each other's strengths, we do make a great team. Yes, we do have friction from time to time. But it makes the final product the best product we can put into the world. Now, as I promised you, I'll have both these articles in the show notes for you to look them up. I want you to read them. But now it's up to you. Take a risk at work or in your own art. Meet with someone you don't know and see if there's possible connections. Create some art and make sure your thumbprint is on it somewhere. I really would like you to tell me about your collaborations and your projects that you're working on right now. Let me know your thoughts about the articles and if I can give you some ideas on how to incorporate it into your practice. Big thing is, let me know what your thoughts are. I'd like to discuss them with you and I'd like you to have I'd like to have you on this podcast. You can reach out to me uh, through all the channels. You email me at Tim at createartpodcast.com. Instagram, Facebook, at Podcast, Twitter, at Pod, and we'll let me put the cast on there. I don't know what's up with that. Come on, Twitter. Somebody show me how to do that. And then uh, you can go to the websites, uh, createartpodcast.com and uh, createartpodcast.podbean.com, and you can check out all of our stuff there that we're doing. And like I said, Reach out to us. Let us know what collaborations you have. Let me know what questions that you have. I'm gonna do my darndest to help you solve them. So until next episode, why don't you go out there and create more than you consume? We'll see you then.